Episode one, Players Pick Podcast with Polyphia. I got Scotty and Tim on the show today. They've got a new record out called New Levels, New Devils on Equal Vision Records. You can check it out wherever you get music or on Spotify and the Players Pick Podcast playlist. You know those little gelato containers? There's like a third full and some dude threw on like a fucking thing of that, of weed on stage <laughs> last night. Like it was so much that I thought it was an accident. Really? Yeah. So I picked it up and I was like, just like, whose is this? You're like, I better give this back to you. Yeah. I was like, surely you did not mean You're going to, fucking... to miss this. This is yeah. like a lot of fucking weed. I found weed. the dude and he was like, no, dude, you, you, you take it. <laughs> so. Awesome. Fucking with it last night. All right. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what your first memories are of a guitar pick, who you got it from, like, and the whole deal, and, and, and how you ended up playing uh, what you're playing now. Well, I, well, I guess I'll start off by kind of telling you how I got into guitar, because it was my dad. He, he, he plays guitar also. And uh, I remember walking into the room one day, and he was, like, shredding and shit, so I was like, damn, I want to be able to learn how to do that. That's, I was, like, 10 when that happened so he was like all right pick up a guitar so he had this like red charvel that is super sick that he still has to this day that i actually fucking love Do you remember what model by chance no i have have no idea just an eight like an 80s charvel yeah i was like an 80s charvel i think anyway um but yeah it was it was it's a pretty sick guitar and he had this little guitar it was like a one of those normal size guitar picks, you know, not like a t- teeny tiny one or like a super big one that's like a triangle or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Standard like? pick. Yeah, just a standard ass pick. And it was thick as fuck. And it was, uh, it was like smoky white, kind of transparent to a little bit and had an eagle on it. Mm. And, uh, he's, he, that, that's like the pick that he uses always he has like a bunch of them i don't even, i don't know where he gets them sounds like a clayton pick i'm pretty sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah actually yeah it is a clayton pick yeah that's, that's cool. what it was okay i that sounds familiar anyway rings a bell but yeah the clayton picks and then i was playing with those and then uh and then i remember he took me to uh we used to live in new jersey and they got like this is before they had sam ash in dallas they had Sam Ash in New Jersey, and we would go over there, and I thought it was, like, such a cool music story because they had, like, trumpets and shit, and they always had, like, exotic-looking guitars. And I was like, oh, man, I love this place. And they had guitar picks, so I would, like... I would rock those little black Sam Ashes. But they were, like, the regular... Uh, I forgot what material it is, just, like, the normal... The normal one. Apparently, it's flammable, too, so I used to set them on fire and shit. Possibly celluloid. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, so they look cool. And uh, I would, like, set those little bastards on fire and shit and be like, yo, check this out in, like, middle <laughs> school. <laughs> but, yeah, I bought, like, a... Oh, man, I bought so many of those little picks, and I would use those. And uh, I had to buy a lot because they would, like... Oh, I would play them until they were, like, flat, you know? But I played those for years, and... Uh, and then I started moving on to just, I guess, random shit. And I didn't really know for, like, the first few years of playing guitar, like, that it mattered that much right. in terms of, like, sound and whatever. But, yeah, now I use the uh, the Tortex ones, the, the Sharp Boys. I use those first. 
uh, getting into the Tortex ones, mm -hmm. and then kind of moved on to the Jazz threes. Sure. Because they were like super glidey. I don't know. I could just like breeze across the strings with them and stuff, and I thought that was cool. It was good for like sweeping and shit, and economy picking and everything, mm -hmm. which I like to do. Um, but then I went back to the uh, I went back to the sharps because like recently actually like when this tour started oh, really? a little before because I was like you know I had to get back into the groove of doing it with those picks because it was like it felt super different yeah but yeah I kind of did that because I wanted more attack I don't know because I got an acoustic guitar and uh, I couldn't like get enough power out of the jazz threes playing mm. an acoustic guitar unless i smack the shit out of it mm -hmm. so yeah i moved back to the sharps and they're sick and uh i got one right here actually oh yeah so guys see it's just the 1.14 yeah purple yeah dude the little purple guy with the turtle on him and you feel like uh this gives you like you can do everything with this pick or yeah. do you feel like is it just a like a one trick for this particular band, or do you feel you like you get everything you pretty much when you play any guitar you want that pick now? Yeah, like this is my go-to pick at okay. the moment. Um, I still keep the jazz threes on me because there are some riffs that I can't play with the sharps yet because I need to <laughs> I need to practice them a little more before. I don't know because I got used to doing some things with the jazz threes, and now I'm still used to playing some shit with this. Right. Um, so I kind of have like both of those two in my arsenal right now, but I haven't used like a normal pick or a standard pick in a long time. <laughs> did you did you do you remember using any guitar picks like between like the celluloid and these or in um, the jazz threes? Like, cause you said that when you first got Tortex, you got these. You didn't go start on a standard Tortex pick. No, no, I didn't. It's like celluloid. Um, you're lighting them on fire as a kid, and they're burning up into a <laughs> nub, and then like yeah, well, you I don't found know, these. Man. It. Yeah, it was kind of just like a big blur between that and these, you okay. know, because like people would give me picks and shit and I'd be like, yeah, I'll try them out. Mm -hmm. And then I would say like, oh, yeah, these are cool. I'll use this one until it, it is unusable anymore. Or like I'd be like, oh, this sucks because I don't like the uh, the ones that you can fucking like bend with your fingers all the way, you know? Right. Like the super light ones. I just feel like for what I do, I just need like hard, like I need to be in control of where I'm going more exact yeah like I don't need exact I don't do quality. like a whole lot of like you know strumming chords and shit I kind of more so just like dig into the fucking string with it yeah. you know and like yeah. hit those notes you know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about I do but yeah that's cool and do you and do you have any recollection of when the first time you picked one of those up was was it at a, at a Sam Ash or was it like oh dude or um, somebody give you that one I actually want to say it was probably at Nam or something. Someone was like, yeah, check this out. And then I was like, shit, dude. You may have actually even given <laughs> us the first ones. That would be um, hilarious if I was the one that, like, yeah. I don't know that I did, though. I thought, well, I thought maybe you had already been using, but maybe you had the Jazz 3s when I met you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really remember too much. It could have even been Jason Richardson that showed me or something. She was like, yeah, check these out. But all I remember is that when I started using them, I was like, holy shit, man. First of all, I didn't even know they existed. I was like, how... This motherfucker... Like, you could stab someone with this thing. It's an like extreme it, pick, dude. Yeah, they're sharp, you know? You know, but, uh, 
you know, well, you know the Chon boys are on the same picks. Yeah. Right? Because those are your homies. Um, but, you know, the guy that I knew for the long, longest time, I thought there was only really one dude that played him, and that's Jeff Loomis. <laughs> oh, that and makes he, sense. And he's up a gauge from you. He's a 1.5. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's, he's <clears> damn, little, that's heavy. He's a little thicker. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's so, and, and, but you know what's up with that dude? That guy is yeah, dude. out of this world. Oh, you know? it's good to know he's down with the thickness because these things fucking rule. Like, I don't know. I've, I've never seen a need to go past 1.14 millimeters, but maybe they last longer because they're thicker. I don't know. Or he's just, he just wants to be hard, dude. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. I think he's kind of just an extreme guy. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, no, he, he's extreme, all right. He's extreme in like his picking, his shredding. And his kindness too, at this point. Yeah, like dude. it's interesting. He's like a really kind, like awesome person. I probably shouldn't say that right now because I'm ruining his reputation. <laughs> but like, if you know Jeff, you know, dude, you can be hard and be and be kind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Just don't now, don't fuck with you. You know, he's one of my favorite dudes. I like hanging out with that guy. He's, uh, he's yeah, good people. He's cool. Well, right on, Scotty. So I'm glad that, to know about your pick origin story and and, and where, how you came into the pick that you're in now. The other part of this this little uh, podcast that has to do with perspective, like it's talking. Just I'm curious about my favorite players, like w- how they get through the day, and like what's your perspective on life. Do you have something that kind of helps you? Like, is there a philosophy? Did somebody, to your dad, or somebody along the way, does somebody give you something that you kind of uh, feel like kind of keeps you standing up straight, or is there, or is there a lack of that? Well, honestly, dude, I kind of just. Uh I'm just out here just doing what I want to do, just play music. Like, we tour a lot, mm-hmm. which is sick. Uh, I have a dope family at home and a dope girlfriend at home, so it's nice to be home mm-hmm. with them. But, you know, going on tour and shit, I mean, it's always bittersweet and everything, but I love it, you know? I love going on tour. I love playing music, rocking these bad boys. Yeah. The picks. I'm holding the pick, by the way. <laughs> um... I guess the the whole, like, deep hippie thing that gets me through life, I guess, is just, you know, I just I just want to die happy. I want to lay on my deathbed if I, you know, have the luxury of laying on a bed before sure. I die anyway. Yeah. I'm, I could get shot in the face or something. But uh, I just want to lay down and be like, yeah, I don't know, just look back on everything I did and be like, yeah, I had a pretty, a pretty sick life. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with everything that I did. Um, and you know, hopefully, maybe I'll even leave on a a song or two that people will listen to in a hundred years, unless the Earth explodes, and they'll <laughs> be like, "Ah, oh, shit! I wonder who that dude is." Mm-hmm. And then I'll fucking help them through some of their problems or whatever. But yeah, I guess just the key thing that moves me through the day is just to uh, be happy, dude. I don't know, like. Like, if I get pissed off at some, like, dumbass shit, like a, like the zipper on my backpack fucking broke or, like, something <laughs> stupid like that, right. I'll just kind of, like, take a step back and be like, why am I so pissed off at this? Just chill, dude. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's it, really. It's good. So, there's a, it's it's a philosophy of, philosophy of chill, so to speak, like, and it sounds like... <laughs> yeah. And, and you definitely seem to draw energy and power from the family and the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes you feel pretty solid, huh? Yeah, dude. You know? I mean, I love all of them. And I just want to fucking... I don't know, family and shit means a lot to me. So, mm-hmm. I want to go home at the end of a tour or something and, like, 
be like, what's up, guys? And then, like, when I come home from a tour, it's like, uh, hey, you like, how was it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, showing pictures and shit. And then, you know, it just goes back to us chilling. Like, like I never left. What do you like to do with the family? Like, what's some... Do you have, like, events or things that you guys do together? Oh, yeah. Like, what's... Um, give me an example. We fuck with Dallas Stars games a lot. Okay. Um, <clears throat> especially my sister. Uh, me and my sister go see movies a lot. And, uh... My parents have a really sick backyard, so in the summer, we'll, like, go swimming and shit. Barbecue, you know. Already sounds awesome, dude. I want to yeah. come over, dude. Fuck yeah, come over, dude. <laughs> sounds and like then, a good time. You know, they're always like, yo, bring your friends over, and, you know, we'll get some beers, mm -hmm. grill some chicken or something. And the, and the band comes, comes to hang, too? Or do, or do you do mostly, like, spend time away from the band when you're off the road and just kind of, well, like... We, we try to get together and shit. <laughs> like, some, if there's, like, a show going on, we'll all meet up in Dallas. Tim doesn't live in Dallas anymore. Uh, but sometimes he'll fly out just to hang, or, like, we'll fly out to L.A. just to hang with him or something like but that. Tim's in L.A. now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he moved there recently. And, uh... Yeah, but honestly, uh... When we're off tour, we kind of just, like, take time off. Not even intentionally from each other, but, uh, you know, we're all just preoccupied with our girlfriends and our families and shit. Yeah, so, as it should be, man. It's yeah. like, you need that time to keep, I'd imagine, you know, to, like, find a, a, a base of, like, happiness in life. And then you come out and you follow your bliss and do what you love on the road. Yeah, dude. And that builds the tension of wanting to get back home. Yeah. But then you're home long enough, you're like, oh, I want to get back on the road. <laughs> yeah, right? man. It definitely is like that. And, you know, it's a weird feeling, too, because you think... Uh, like I'll, I'll be on tour and like within the first week I'm like man I'm ready to go home because <laughs> I, I miss everyone and everything you know um, and then I'll go home and I'll be like oh, man like I'm really glad that I'm home but I, I, I fucking miss being on tour dude <laughs> yeah. I miss playing shows and being with my boys and course, shit yeah. you know and it's a lot of fun it's cool, man. Well, it's, it's good. I'm so happy for you and the, the band that you found like this nice groove of like, yeah, this is what we're doing with our life, and we're happy about that. Um, and you're actually being, you know, incredibly successful at it, which is well, thank you, dude. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm I watch what you guys are up to, and I'm always like rooting you on. You know, I'm just like, dude, yes, yes, yes. Hell thank yeah. you, thank you for making the music. Thank you for the jokes. Thank you for <laughs> absolutely for shit posting all the time for us like it makes <laughs> oh yeah we're on that shit yeah we take ourselves we used to take ourselves way too seriously and now we're just like fuck i just want to have fun with the social media shit as you should man you can't take it too serious man yeah we play around. Just, life is too short you know it's you never know when when your time is gonna come right so like it's like laying on that bed so if we take it easy and enjoy the people right the family yeah, the friends dude. the girlfriend yeah, it's good. Fucking live, laugh, love, dude. Yeah. I'm going to get that shit tattooed on my chest, bro. I love it. <laughs> no, probably not really. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's a good sentiment anyway. It's a good thought. Yeah, you know? dude. Totally. Cool. Well, um, the last the last bit of this kind of uh, uh, hangout is, is really just to ask you, what are maybe your top three like artists that you could that you're listening to right now or that you think uh, should be shouted out right now like and give me a little reason why like uh, I'm always All looking right. for for up and comers so like especially because I'm a fan of the underdog but you know tell us about whoever is really doing it for you right now I right, do well I'm gonna have to bust out that I need that I'm gonna keep that closer to me 
can't, <laughs> I can't lose that. I have like two. Um, let me bust out the iTunes and see what we got on the top thing. Yeah. Um, fucking, see, it, it's all like major hip hop things. That's like okay. Fucking, like Missy Elliott's in here. Missy Elliott. She's not up and coming, is she? No, but <laughs> she's got some tight shit. So oh, you know, a, like dude. she's she's cool. Hell yeah, I, I'm, I'm um, a fan. Well, I guess I'll fucking I'll shout out the homies are on that are on tour with us. You know, like fucking Covet is out here killing it every night. Covet with They're Yvette fucking, Young, yeah. Yeah, Covet with Yvette. Which is funny because this is all about guitar picks, and she straight up does not use guitar picks. So she's on. She's actually going to do the podcast too. So we'll, but oh, hell yeah. she's going to, you know. Oh, that'll be interesting. She'll, get, she'll give her, uh, you know, reason why. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I, that's actually kind of funny because I saw her make make a post. She's like, I'm, you know, here's my signature guitar pick, and it was just a picture of her empty hand. <laughs> I was like, Damn, that's fucking lit. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, her and Jeff back. Yeah, they, 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 they're two peds in the pod at this point. Yeah, yeah, dude. But yeah, covet and then uh, fucking hail the sun is out with us also. Cool. And they fucking kill it every night. People love them, which fucking obviously because they they rule. They're sick. Awesome. But uh, yeah, dude. What's a, what's one what's one other deep cut like person like? Is there a band out there that you that you met on the road somewhere that you're just like, oh um, man, more people need to know about them. You know what? There are these fucking dudes in Australia. I'm, you know, I'm totally gonna shout the shit out of them right cool. now because I remember listening. I was just like chilling in the green room, uh, practicing like behind the stage and like warming up and shit. And these guys were playing, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" Because it was like, it was so obscure and like weird. They had like eight genres, and they're like doing. I can't even describe what the fuck they were doing, but they mixed a bunch of shit together, and I just thought it was so cool. Mm. And, like, there was this one section in the song, and, you know, it's funny, they have, like, a few songs on Apple Music and shit. So what's the band we're talking about? Uh, he Danced Ivy he is danced the band Ivy. name. Okay. And they're they're a, a local in... Uh, fuck, what city were we in that day? It was, it was the last show on the tour we just did in Australia. It was Brisbane. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're they're a local Brisbane band, and uh, I don't know which song it was. I wish I could. Oh, they got like a whole album and shit, so it might be off of that. He but danced Ivy. He danced Ivy. He from danced Brisbane. Ivy. Yeah, from Brisbane. But they had this one part of this one song, or I was particularly like, "That's fucking sick," because they did like some crazy weird like, not like country hoedown shit, but it was it had like that kind of vibe to it. Really? Where the guitars were like fucking and like twangy and just weird. Mm-hmm. And then they went into some fucking heavy shit. But it like it meshed so well with each other. Like I remember hearing it and just thinking like, what the fuck? That's so sick. It's so hard that they just like like you can tell these guys don't give a fuck. Right. They're I just, just going I for think it. that's so cool. And uh maybe I'm I'm wrong. Maybe they totally do give a fuck. But that was what I got out of it. But yeah, he danced Ivy from fucking Brisbane. Okay. Uh Stoke. I thought they were sick. That's I I'm I'm excited to check them out now because like I love I'm a fan of like old school like Fake No More and Mr. Bungle and how all that stuff is oh, like, nice. combined with all the different weird styles. And yeah. then like uh 
Well, out of uh, Down Under 2, uh, the 12 Foot Ninja guys, like, I love how they are able to smash a lot of stuff together and kind yeah. of, like, still make it, like, a fun, cohesive song. So yeah, this dude. sounds interesting. Is the vo yeah. How are the vocals on this on this with He Danced Ivy? They're wacky, dude. Yeah? They're wacky. Yeah, they're like, uh, I mean, the dude's a good singer. And, fuck, man, I totally met all of them. Uh... I don't remember any other names. I'm sorry if you guys are fucking listening to this. <laughs> I don't. I, I had a couple of drinks that night and I was like chilling real hard. It's okay, I think they'll forgive yeah, you. Yeah, I call everybody man or dude anyway. You know, so. But, yeah, wacky shit, dude. Okay. But it's good, like in a good way, wacky. Cool. You know. Well, we will all be checking that out. Oh, yeah, well, Scotty, this has been great, dude. I appreciate your time. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the show tonight and eating okay, some dinner too, before man. we go in there. Hell yeah! Um, so thank you uh, for being my first guest on Players Pick Absolutely, Podcast, dude. bro. Episode one. Episode one. Hell yeah! Skyler the Page. one. The one. All right, we're signing off. Peace. Earlier we heard from Scotty LePage, Polyphia, and now we're sitting with Tim Henson of Polyphia. What's up, Tim? Just hanging out wrapped up in a, in a blanket <laughs> in, the, in the back back lounge of our tour bus, you know? Yeah. Well, what we're doing here is, you know, we're asking everybody to give us a kind of a backstory on their on their, their pick origin story. What do you remember um, about your first guitar pick or who might have gave it to you and what, what, what was it, if you remember? And tell us about the evolution, about like how you ended up playing what you're playing now. Um, the first guitar pick I ever played was a green Tortex. Mm. Um, do you know what millimeter that one is? That'd be 88, yeah. Yeah, is that the one that I play now? No, you play a 1.14, now okay. it's the purple. Yeah, okay, so the, the green one, my dad just loves those green boys. And they, yeah. you know, they're, they're not sharp or anything, they're just like the normal... Standard shape. Yeah, standard one, and he just, he's played that at like, you know... I learned that he played guitar when I was 10. Uh, he just didn't play guitar for the first 10 years of my life, but he's played all of his life. Oh, wow. Um, except the first 10 years of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> just took a break. Yeah, he just took a break, and then when I was 10, brought the guitar out, and I was like, I had no idea you played guitar. And then I started playing guitar when I was 10, and I would like use my dad's picks, and he would like buy me picks, those picks. Um, and uh, that's that was like my first pick experience and I think um you know like I would like go to Guitar Center as a kid and, and just like mess around like with the, their guitars for hours you know and then I'd have their shitty picks and they're really bad mm -hmm. um so the I'd Guitar have, like, Center picks yeah the Guitar yeah. Center picks yeah, yeah. yeah and so like I have a mixture of Guitar Center picks and Dunlop picks and it's just like okay there's like obvious like which one is good here mm -hmm. um and then uh, I think the first time, I think I got turned on to the Jazz 3 when I met Scott, um, because mm. he was using the Jazz 3, I think. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, I discovered that I really, I can't remember who turned me on to the Purple Boys, but it, I don't, it might have been Mario. Mm. But I don't remember. I mean, they're playing the same gauge, yeah. same pick, so it could it be. Might, it really could have been, but I I don't know. Maybe somebody before that might have been. Like it was. Did you get the purple one that was sharp like right away, or did you play like the, the purple one that the, was sharp right away? Yeah, right yeah. away. Okay. Yeah. 
It might have been Sean Ash. I can't remember. Like, but okay. it was like it was like right when like Polyphia started like gaining traction, and like I was like, oh shit, like I really like the Purple Boys. Okay. Um, but yeah, now we play the Purple Boys, but they're not purple anymore. They're just yeah, we make whatever. custom for you. Yeah, yeah, the custom ones now. They're yeah. all cool and stuff. So, um, but yeah, the purple sharps are are really my go tos and things that I like to play. So. You feel you feel like that pick like. Uh, does everything you needed to, to do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It really get like it's long and sharp and uh, hard. Long, sharp, and hard. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's you know, like I I feel like it, it just I don't really have to try that hard. You know what I mean? Oh, like, interesting. With Scott's picks, um, I think he's actually playing the purples right now. But like most of the time, he plays the jazz threes. Yeah, he's he's back on um, the, the sharps right now. But. Yeah. Most of the time he does that, and it's just like, oh man, I have to like really like get closer to the to the strings, like because I keep I keep a distance because I do a lot of hybrid picking, mm -hmm. and um, like the closer I am, the like you know I don't really have that much range, you mm. know what I mean, to like get there. So like that's what's nice about the sharps for me is that I can like kind of stay back and like use these fingers a lot, you know what I mean? So it actually allows you because of that long tip point mm -hmm. uh, that you allows you to kind of pick from a distance and keep the fingers yeah. at the right yeah at the right level like, place to like you know to finger pick yeah. outside of that. Okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that element of it. Yeah, from... it's it's just weird when I go to the jazz threes and I'm like it's much more difficult to like hybrid pick on this. Yeah, because like, you're like, choked up on that pick. Yeah, that pick is like your your thumb is on the string mm -hmm. when you're holding that pick. Okay, interesting. And there was there was really no it was so it's just a standard pick that your dad was like a standard jazz or a standard eighty eight standard yeah. yeah, and then at some point somewhere you yeah. picked it up or Mario or somebody gave it to you and you're like oh shit yeah this is the thing yeah that's the move I mean okay. it might it honestly might have been um, like periphery who like because like I used to read like Misha's Ask FM's all the time. Mm -hmm. And like I don't know if this is accurate or not, but like it seems like possible that they like really liked the the Purple Shark Boys, um, and uh, just because of all the the hard gent palm muting, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and like that's what really we were trying to go for at the time when we when I first switched um, was just like how like intense can you hit it, you know? And like a thicker, right. bigger, sharper pick could mm -hmm. like help out with that. So. I know they rocked the Jazz Threes for quite a while. I don't know if they ever messed with the Sharps. Okay. But I know, I know Misha. I've done a couple of batches for him that were. He was on uh, like Jazz Threes for a while, and then maybe it was a Jazz Three XL, and then like a T Three. Which the T Three is the Jazz Three tip, but with the standard body. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but either way. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember like thinking once I switched, it was like, wow, I can gent way easier on on this pick. Yeah. And then as the, the style progressed, it was just like, well, I can hybrid pick easier too. So. Well, it's interesting that you you've gone to the purple, got gone heavier, uh, and Misha's actually gone lighter through the years. He's like on seventy threes and eighty oh, eights. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was all evolved over time. Um, so the other aspect of, uh, the other kind of point of this podcast is really um, kind of getting, you know, getting to know you and getting to know uh, what your perspective is on life. And like we ask, I'm just asking like people like, what gets you through the day? Like, does there is, do you have uh, a defining kind of set of rules or anything for your life? Or is it like, 
is there a diet or exercise or or, or philosophy that so it was handed down to you through the family, or definitely no diet and no exercise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, um, we ruled that out. Yeah, then. <laughs> that's not part of it. Um, I, I guess lately, like since with this, since like you know, we've been like campaigning this album that just came out, I guess two days ago or three yeah. days ago now. Um, like the whole, we've kind of been like facetiously like ironic about like being like upfront about like how amazing we are, even though we're like not. But right. like you know, like we just super talk fun. the talk, yeah. You know, and like it is very fun, but like just in that way, I've kind of you know, it's almost like um, like like projecting. You know what I mean? Like like actualizing mm. it into reality. Like when you mm. say things like we're not only the biggest but also the best metal band in the world, people you know you say it enough people will start saying it and people will start believing it whether or not it's true unfortunately you know I, mean? <laughs> we, we, I know so i know somebody else that does that yeah i've seen them in the like in the in the news a yeah, lot lately yeah but i mean it, it works it works <laughs> no, I know, yeah i know and, um, <laughs> and uh like you know for a lot of people they struggle with like um like self-confidence you know right. what i mean and that's that's something that i've always struggled with and like you know it's like you overcompensate with, I mean, like some people like don't have the energy to overcompensate, but when you when you can like find the energy to overcompensate by being loud and <laughs> out there with it, then mm -hmm. like some of those things start to become true, which is like a cool thing because like you you convince yourself that like you're that amazing and that great, and mm -hmm. uh, like for to a lot of people like like I said they they struggle with like self confidence and um, by being that way around them it, it gives them more you know of a thing to like have confidence in etc but i don't know i think at the end of the day like no matter how much like idiot bullshit that we say like um i think uh i am a firm believer in like i wouldn't say necessarily that i'm like spiritual in any way or like definitely not religious but i i i definitely believe that like if you do good things like good things will happen mm. um and i think uh like one time I, you know, I think about this a lot, that one time that, you know, we were at lunch, that one time we, we had the crazy orange juice, like, four years back. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, um, you and Scott were talking about something, and it was just, like, just do what's right because it's the right thing to do. Oh. You know? Like, that was, like, one thing that was said at that lunch, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think about that a lot. Um, just because, like, there's so many times where, like, you know, like, and at this point in time like my life is so sick that like why would i ever have to like feel any sort of like negative thing or like w like why would i like let my allow myself to like um my friend omar he goes by kuko he's actually the oh the vocalist the, the singer yeah. on our record yeah. yeah um he he has a very interesting story where he um he's only 20 but like uh, like he kind of just like really really blew up overnight and like the kid just deserves it he's amazing mm. and like you know like he's just got such a good heart and I remember I was out with him one night we were getting tacos and um, like you know some dude there's, you know we live in LA and there's like like we were downtown there's lots of homeless people and sure. um, some dude just comes like just like hella homeless people coming up asking for money and shit and every time they would come up he just give them money Mm -hmm. um, or like buy them tacos or we were at a taco stand um, buy them food whatever That's kind. no hesitation and I was just like wow like I don't need this dollar like I hate change mm -hmm. I, I like I really don't like change you know and like this could like you know 
maybe help someone a lot. Maybe they'll just use it to fight drugs or whatever. But like that's not really my place to say. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think it, I, like they'd be a lot better off having it than me. You know what I mean? And and so like after seeing that, I just like. I, you know, I carry change with me now because I know somebody might need it. You know That's what I mean? Cool. Um, because I certainly don't. <laughs> and, uh, like, I don't know, just in every other aspect of life, I think, you know, like, whenever I'm, like, at, like, ordering food or I can tell somebody's having a bad day, like, it's like, my life is so sick that I, like, you know, I try to, like, make someone else's life better just mm. by having a nice encounter with them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I see, like, I see people be rude to, like, just random service workers and shit. And it's just, like, you were, like, literally projecting your miserableness on other people. Like, I know you're a miserable person mm. by how you're acting to this random person that you don't know. You know? And it's just, like, it like it bums me out to see that. And it's just, like, yo, like, like why are you like that? <laughs> you know? And, I, like, I get, like, ev- like, not everybody's life is sick as fuck. But, like, you know, like, sometimes my shit isn't that tight. And, like, it's on those days especially that, like, when I'm feeling like shit that I try and be, like, way nice to somebody because, like, you know, like, my like my little sister, like, is, like, dealing with, like, you know, depression and stuff right now. And I just tell her, like, mm. the best way to make yourself feel better is to make someone else feel good. So call Granny right now because she oh, would love to talk to you. And uh, That's good advice. So, like, you know, I just get her to call our grandmother who just yeah. would love to talk to her. And, like, that's, like, the, you know... They just, I whenever I call my granny, we talk for like an hour, and she's just so stoked, you know. I know that it makes her feel so good to like talk to us. So now's the time to do it, my friend. Yeah, it really is. I lost my grandma last year. Yeah, and um, she was one of the most important people in my life, Mm -hmm. and um, she's like a second mom to me because my mom was so young. Yeah. So I hear, I hear that, and she loved getting the phone calls. Yeah. And there's there's gonna be a come a point where you you just don't get it either. She might be around, but she not might be be as as coherent yeah you know and and that's kind of where my granny's at right now like two days ago she turned 85 and she just doesn't know anything about much she's losing it a little bit very much so and it's just but still makes her happy when you call right so like yeah absolutely yeah you can make her quality of life go up oh yeah but yeah just the general you know like i guess it's karma in mm-hmm. a way, is what I kind of believe in, but I, you know, that sounds all like, you know. Yeah, but it's a, you're what you're describing to me is that there's you, you see that um, a you, you've it sounds like you've been at the effect of uh, other people's negativity yeah. uh, many a times, and you know you, you have a conscious awareness around how you might be able to transform that and change it, yeah. right? And so, like, especially when you're feeling not great. And you're able to kind of step up and go, oh, wait, here's my chance. Yeah. You know, like, I can make a difference right now. Yeah. Like, uh, and so that that, that really, um, it does harken to a little bit of a karmic feeling. Like, you know, what goes around comes around element. It sounds like what you're kind of uh, alluding to in your your philosophy that, you, you know, yeah. if you do good things and, and, um, and, uh, and good things are going to happen. And so why not sow those seeds? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's cool. And and maybe like it's not like one hundred percent altruistic, you know what I mean? But like at least like, you know, it's putting more positive energy out in the world than negative. And I like that's yeah. I think that's better, you know. Uh, you can, you want yeah you can't uh, you always hear me uh, err on the side of optimism because I, I feel uh, there's people that say oh well I'm a realist right and so they try to like 
stick you with all this like well you know what's real yeah, is that everybody's dying blah 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 and they go on this like trip and I'm like well sounds like you're a pessimist yeah <laughs> truth is you're right we all are gonna die bro and bad things do happen okay yeah. we all get that but I would much rather be on the side of like hey you know I'm gonna think about the thing I do want I'm gonna focus on the goal and I'm gonna like stay stay fo focus on that even if that thing in particular doesn't happen at least I didn't spend all my time being an aggro asshole yeah dude, you know like telling assholes. trying to tell the world that you know doom is coming you know yeah. I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be involved in that and I definitely yeah like I you know I think about like a lot like what it is that like we're gonna be like remembered for I definitely don't want to be remembered like as an <laughs> aggro asshole <laughs> yeah well that's but, you know <laughs> It's a good. It's a good goal. Right there. Yeah. If nothing else, I mean, the music's on lock. You got yeah. like a great career moving. You're doing it. The thing that you love to do for yes. a living. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and uh, something like like what Scotty and I talked about was just the element of like, well, now it's just about balance, right? So now it's just about like finding, uh, you know, enough time with the band on the road and enough time at home with family. You yeah. know, and kind of like was that was his thing, you know, and it sounds like he's he's very much in that. I'm more so on the like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so you're on the other side, pulling him into this. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm kind of the opposing let's, force. Let's there. stay on the road a couple more weeks <laughs> or yeah, a month. Like you know? let's let's go. I mean, because yeah. the way that I see it is that you know we're like, like he's 25, I'm 24, like you can get you can get married and have kids like at any point in your life. Like, True. You cannot do this at any point in your life. Like, if we're going to do this, we need to do it now. Yeah. And, like, do it, do it. And that's how I feel. And I know Scott would not be happy about me saying that, but, you know. Like, <laughs> but, well, like, that's just how I feel, you know. And, like, yeah. that's just what it is to me. Like, I I, I want this more than anything, you know. I'm mm -hmm. like, I've always wanted this. I, I remember I was in sixth grade, like, you know, my friend's parents would be like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd be like, a, a fucking rock star. <laughs> like, I would say that, like, in sixth grade, and, like, that's, you know... We're in the back do. of your tour bus right now, In bro. the back of my... In the back of the tour bus Dude, right like, now. this is... We're in, we're in the party lounge right here. I, I, in front of a sold-out show in San Francisco. And, yeah. You know. Where the address is 333 mm -hmm. 11th Street yeah. at Slim's. I, I, my, that's my number, so I, yeah. I think about how it, interesting it, when it shows up in yeah, different places. Yeah, numbers and Num coincidental things yeah. such as that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, that. man. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that with with me, and and um, it's cool because I know that this is it's kind of this is the beginning of this podcast, and it's the beginning of of me talking to people uh, uh, about these different perspectives, and it's just f fun to hear the unique aspect, even between you and Scotty, because you're good friends, been friends for a long time, and you've been doing this thing on Best the road friends, for a long yeah. time now, yeah. you know. Um, and 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 to find that you're kind of the balancing point because he's like, oh, I could stay home. I've already missed people. Like I'm out on the road like three days, yeah. and I'm like, it's cool to be out here, but I I do miss my home, my yeah, family. He's definitely you know? a homebody. Yeah, you know? I am then, in a way, but you know, like I'm sure. We, I mean, you need your balance too. Yeah. It's not you can't be all one side, you know. But yeah. but it, between the two of you, it's funny to hear. Yeah, like that you're no like I would just stay out and was yeah. like kill it for a little longer and he'd be like yeah that's cool i'm ready to go home <laughs> yeah i mean when you when you got like you know girlfriends to come home to which all of them do you know it's i different. understand it yeah i mean i you know that's how i was that's like yeah. like the only thing i wanted to do was go home but now that that's not a thing anymore it's just like 
I, I don't have to be home. Yeah. <laughs> like when I get when I go home, I I can't stay at my place in LA for longer than a week. I have to like go somewhere, you know, and like do something. I like go on a trip. You know, I it's, do that often. Um, that's cool. Where do you go? Uh, New York, Dallas, um, and just like like random, you know, like spontaneous trips, Vegas and etc. And just Fun. like whenever I'm just like I just feel restless. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like very bored, like just in, in the same spot for too long, and then mm -hmm. you know, other things that I'll tell you off interview that are quite funny. <laughs> um, cool, cool. But, you know, save it, save yeah. it. <laughs> well, cool. Well, we're, as we'll wrap, we'll move into the the third little phase here. Uh, is that like what I ask uh, artists to do is just kind of drop uh, some shout outs, like to maybe some of the most uh, un, you know underrated groups or artists that you might be listening to that you love that you might want to like get and give me some sort of reason like what uh why them all right i'm gonna have to like look look at my yeah pull music. it up um i want to start with like a real shout out but i just don't really know well if you, you can think about the bands you've been touring with around the the country for the last couple of years i'm sure there's I mean, one or two definitely covet like I just I love everything that Yvette writes um, and especially with you know Forrest and David like they, yeah. they're just a great band um, yeah, and, uh, covet this, and is our, this is our second headliner and their second time that we've taken them out on our headliner yeah you know? like if I could take them out like we're taking them out every you know to to Japan and then also to the UK oh no joke um, that's I just, great I just think their music's amazing yeah um, it's hard not to love Yvette and, yeah. and everything she's up to, honestly. Yeah. And, like, she's such a good friend of ours. Like, she, her humor is so funny. Like, Dude, off very, the chain funny. Very much, like, love. Our, our style of shit. She messes me up way off, more often than I would like to admit, to be honest. Yeah. Like, she, like, she is so, like, I'm, I'm the one left going, like, almost, like, deadpan. She drops all these little things, and I'm, like, oh, yeah. I, I'm the one slow to get it. And then yeah. I'm, like, I'm laughing about it for days Later, after. I'm, yeah. like, God damn it. I wasn't so slow. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess Covet is my okay, like, Covet, shout out answer. Shout out, okay. Um, and then things that I've been listening to a lot. Um, Father, he's a, a rapper. He's funny. Where's he out of? You know? No idea. I guess probably L.A. But what's uh, the record you've been listening to? Awful Swim. Father. Awful Swim. Awful Swim. Yeah, and okay. it, it looks like it's a nod to Adult Swim. Um, oh, okay. But he does. He's got this video where he just, you know, like it's like him dressed up as like a state trooper, I guess, in a cop car with a fucking like cowboy hat on, and he like, you know, he's just rapping this hard shit like in this cop car, and he gets out of the cop car and fucking there's just like big booty, you know, stripper girls like sure. just twerking on the cop car and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, like. I would love to have a cop car music video like that's super that's hard. coming up next dude yeah. it's coming up it's gotta happen um and then uh yeah he's just you know like he's just got real great songs oh i really love rico nasty okay um she is super sick she's uh she's definitely like the hardest the hardest female rapper rico out. nasty rico nasty i don't even yeah. know this yeah definitely get on it she's she does like these i'll just play like a, a, a sample real quick just because it's stupid hard and like worth talking about okay um so she's got these like really hard guitar beats which i think is very really? interesting because uh they're like metal riffs played on like hip-hop like okay. hard and it's like done really well the, i can hear the that kenny beats 
the producer, um, I've talked with him about like, you know, making some beats and like they're at the forefront of hip hop right now. So like, it's like very possible for like, it's hard to go mainstream again in hip hop oh, with like great. the things that they're pushing. But anyways, right. this is that. That's cool, man. I appreciate you taking the time to, to kick it with me and, and talk about these things. Thank you. All right. to be on it. Yeah? It's good. It's Players Kick Podcast. Picks and Perspective with Chris Johnson. Pool table. Pain.